Hey everybody, thanks for joining Low Code Approach. Today, we are joined by Andrew Gaskins. He's the Power Platform Lead over at Lumen Technologies. And the topic we're gonna cover today is communities and Power Platform communities. Now, Andrew's led the Power Platform Global Admin Community, which is amazing, and I highly recommend everybody checks it out. And we'll put those notes in the show notes of how to get there. But first, Andrew, can you please tell us a little bit more about the Global Admin Community? Sure. And uh, thanks for having me, Sean. This is always nice to talk to about community and what it means and growing for, for those of us who support it. And that's kind of where the Global Power Platform Admins User Group um, originated was the idea that we have a lot of user groups which do really great work, but they're really more for the maker for the end user. And there wasn't one that existed for those of us who support it on a day to day, let alone being enough, you know, enough users or enough admins in any one town, uh, save maybe New York City or London, I guess, um, <laughs> that would also want to get together. So we set this up, rolled it out in June was our first time. We've had some amazing speakers from Microsoft who've come and talked to us about COE kit, about ALM, about managed environments. But the idea with this community is that it's not just presentations. And so just last week, we had our first freestyle chat and we kind of did a poll on it to see, you know, well, what did people want to talk about? And we came up with two things. And first one was application lifecycle management. So ALM was the first one. And uh, then the uh, second one was uh, automating governance. Some of the features, some of the things we do with governments. As you can kind of expect, the conversation went off the rails pretty quickly and uh, ended up being uh, an hour-long, really great discussion that I think will be useful for those of us who are in the group to also revisit. But our information that we're now able to take back to Microsoft, so as admins. And uh, so I, I do think that that will be valuable. The idea there too is that we have, we've built out the Teams community inside of there and areas where we can go and ask questions about COE, ask questions about ALM, things like that, even just, you know, comment on our experiences. So the idea is that uh, it becomes over time a really useful knowledge base. I, I really like how you started with the small rocks of automated governance and ALM. <laughs> the first of <laughs> Yeah, we figured they were minor things. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Now that that's out of the way. So what uh, I also know that you lead the internal community uh, where you work. And so can you give an approach of, you know, um, how would a worker or how would a user, an IT admin, uh, how does somebody become that champion and start a community, Power Platform community internally where they work? We have the Lumen Makers internally, and we have about 1,700 people who are part of that internally. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. That started out of kind of necessity of trying to pull communications together and getting people to understand how to use the Power Platform at Lumen. And so I think you know, the first step in kind of getting that together was recognizing the need. We had a Teams channel already set up, or actually a team set up for O365 that some, some power users had set up before that. And we kind of came in and we started adding, you know, the different channels based on, you know, Power Automate, Power Apps, everything like that. And we had people start to just kind of organically show up and ask questions. And so we have, I, I don't know how it is at a lot of other companies, but at Lumen, we have people who are very inquisitive. So 
they 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 embrace things quickly. So, and as a technology company, I think that's kind of expected. So, we saw that kind of grow. We kicked off the Lumen Makers a year ago, last March, and that was kind of our entrance into building this community, formalizing this community, and giving people a voice and a place to to present. And I think that's kind of that's a big thing there too was making sure that it was about the voice of the community and not about the voice of those of us who are leading it. And the idea is that it's based on inclusion. So we really wanted to make sure that everybody feels safe. Um, everybody feels heard in this. And there's never that that question of asking, you know, of if I ask this question, you know, how am I going to feel afterwards? And so that is, I think if you're building a community, you have to start on those principles. Um, and you have to think of those even before you think about what's the technology. Um, so that's kind of where we started. Now, that's a great point that, you know, making sure that, you know, you've developed this great body of knowledge that people can, you know, use as a resource. And also if that question hasn't been asked yet, ask that question, regardless of where it stands in complexity or, you know, in job role or duty. That brings up a good point about quality assurance of the content that is added what tips or advice do you have to uh, others building a community, fostering a community regarding, you know, maintaining quality of the content that's added? I think that comes back to that comfort level, because, again, you don't want to go and correct someone or, you know, be that Reddit person, <laughs> if you will. So part of it is it's watching the community, watching the discussions in the community, engaging when you can, but looking for accuracy. And when something doesn't look like it's accurate, or maybe it's something that doesn't necessarily fit within the confines of, of the company and the way that you work, it's that ability to go in and redirect. And I think it's almost a lot like, you know, with a toddler, <laughs> if you, you know, you redirect, then there's not that embarrassment and there's not that side of things. So then you're, you're you still have that conversation that, that occurs in those channels, but others see how it directs and how it got to that, that correct uh, solution at the end. Good point. I think like running some cognitive service to take a look at responses and anything that starts with actually, and then you <laughs> remove that. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Those cool. are the, the five key phrases, right? The, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when starting out the community internally, did you have to leverage any executive sponsorship to help guide a directive of, of getting more makers? You said where you work is full of you know inquisitive people and people want to succeed with the technology that they're using. Is that something that ever had to come across, you know, trying to get uh, an executive sponsor or a champion at that level? Or was that not needed? Or do you have any advice for an organization that may need to lean on an executive sponsor? Yeah. So I think that's that's actually a really good question because for us, like I said, it was so organic and it had taken hold that we felt we really better get our arms around this quickly. And then we brought it to our executive leadership and they saw what was happening. But as part of that, they also saw that we were tending to the garden, if you will. So, you know, making sure that those gates are there, making sure that people understood the roles of accessing data or, you know, how data should be used, those type of things. So that when we did talk to our executives, that um, that concern is not there in the same way that it might have been if we just sprung it on them. And I think part of it is that if you are trying to convince your your executives, part of it is going back with the data 
Um, and that's an area where I think like um, the COE starter kit is so important because you have that you know definitive data that you can go back and you can say, hey, look, like for it, for us, you know, we saw that we're following the sun in terms of development and we see the types of things that are being built and how they're being built. So then you can go back with that data and then you're able to enable your leadership or your executives in looking at that digital transformation using these tools um, instead of kind of scaring them, I think, getting them to understand it's a community and that you can work together and people do work together and they work across business units. They work across um, you know, these areas to come up with solutions, which in the end just benefits everybody. No, great point about that. The, you know, it's, it's really interesting. You, you can show the metrics about usage or improvement of usage of those applications and, and like better designs and people fostering, you know, center of excellence documentation and, and how that works. But what about for organizations that are running into some bumps, right? Trying to get people to utilize the community and build out that body of knowledge. Do you have any tips for them as as far as how they can get over any challenges, generalized challenges? I know there'll be you know everything under the sun, but still yeah. some generalized challenges. Oh, I mean, I mean, training, training is such an integral part. I mean, if you can, you know, partner with Microsoft to get some of that, to get people to, you know, Microsoft Learn, any of those areas, YouTube, all the great people that are out there, that wealth of knowledge. I think it's easy to build that excitement once people see what they can do. You know, sometimes I, you know, find that, so, you know, I teach app in a day, generally you know, once a month, and we do that, you know, we kind of went from the outside group teaching it to, to we did it, and that was really to tailor it just a little bit more. You're able to kind of move, you know, move out some of the, you know, the product side of things. It's like, we don't need to sell you on it. You already own it. And so we get them through that. A lot of times we find people are really, really excited. Sometimes we also find people are like a deer in a headlight because there's so much coming at you. And at the same time, it's like, wow, we can do all of these things. So I think part of it is like, it's those, it's those brown bags. It's the training, it's the socializing, it's getting your internet department to talk about it. So those type of things. And I think once people start to see it, I think that generally creates that excitement. Um, and I really do feel it's always like a groundswell. I don't think it's something that comes from, you know, an executive mandate of, hey, we're going to go use this and we're going to do this. People, I think, have to naturally come to it and, and see and realize where they fit in. And that's the thing is that once the business owners see the value and they see where they can address those needs, then I think that's where it comes. And it, it starts with, the, you know, the simplest thing like a flow, you know, all the way to then, you know, a model driven app, you know, six months later is what we see. Very cool. Very cool. So like, so training is a huge component, right? And, you know, everybody yeah. needs to, to get training and learn how to use the tools before them, right? Not everything is a hammer. You can't build everything with a hammer. So you have to, you know, learn all the, how all these tools interact. What about so like maybe HR is is governing the training aspects of these tools or any of the technologies within an organization? What other topic areas can be used to heavily promote engagement in there? Is, is there certain forums uh, that work best? Is there like would you segment it into specific products like, you know, Power Apps, Power Automate, PVA, and then one separated for admin? Or do you find it easier to kind of have admin intermingled across each one of the products? Yeah. So admin's interesting because I think generally within any organization, it's a much smaller group. So that training is kind of 
I think it's handled in a different way. You know, one thing that we're looking at now is also what is the environment level admin now? So it's not just the tenant or the you know, the power platform admin, but then there are these these other components. But yeah, you bring up a really good point there about do you hit it at the product level individually? Do you go over the whole thing? One area where we've had success is looking at kind of the one hour kind of introduction trainings, things like that. So, you know, Power Apps, PVA, uh, Power Automate. And I think that that kind of gets the interest going. Uh, and then from there, you can kind of introduce those, you know, half day or day long trainings that help them. But I do think it's ongoing training as well. And one thing that also is kind of the the whole purpose behind our internal commu- uh, community, which is the, the makers, is to continue to share that knowledge and to build that knowledge base, just like with the uh, with the admins user group. What we do is each month, you know, we kind of talk about what's going on in the platform. We talk about what's happening at the company with the platform, but the bulk of our meetups each month is dedicated to the makers presenting what they've done. And I think that that's the best way to get people excited about it is because they see their peers doing these things. And it makes you feel like, oh, I can do this. This is someone who came at this six months ago with no experience. And now we have a productionalized app, you know. And and so I think I think that's a big component in getting people engaged. No, that's a really good point. And you're right. It, you know, that that innovation fosters innovation amongst the makers where they can build out these really robust applications. And it's good because they have somebody they can tap on the shoulder and ask, you know, hey, how'd you do this? And how'd you do this right? right? How do you see community as a way for makers to communicate to admins as almost a, a learning method for like what what do makers actually need? So when we're uh, when IT admins are are building out like data policies or you know formulating environment strategy or there's some migration that they have to worry about from MA or something, you know, how do you do you find community is a good method for that to to kind of talk more about like where we're at right now and kind of where we want to see uh, the platform move towards and the governance that would be involved? Or is this more of a one way conversation of admins kind of say like, this is where we're going and this is how you're going to use the product? Yeah. So we try not to be typical IT. Um, so we, we are uh, we're doing this very unique thing, which is called listening. And uh, it's it's working out really, really well. We um, it's it's kind of layered, you know, so we have these discussions um, and they happen in the broader community. But then we've identified our champions and they're the ones that come from all the business units and all layers in the company. You know, we have some directors who show up. We have makers, you know, we have managers, we have, you know, we have this group and they're the ones that we talk about the concerns with. But we also say, okay, what are your concerns? And we listen and we try and pull that in and understand and then, you know, take that back. And, you know, once we've digested it and you figure out, okay, you know, we have probably been too rigid in this area. Um, And we can we can kind of let up a little bit on that um, to help. You know, the other thing is just not getting to that that reflex again is IT of the reflex. No. And so, you know, again, trying to just listen, trying to be part of the conversation. I think that's it. It's be a part of the conversation, know what the guardrails are, and then know how do we do this? Very, very cool. So I've got one last question. How does one go and sign up to join the Global Power Platform Admins Group? So you can go to the Microsoft user groups 
believe that's it. Um, and then you can search for the Global Power Platform Admins User Group, and you'll see us in there. We've got a couple already set for, we're almost full up for the first quarter of next year. So that's really exciting. Uh, and we're, we're getting some really great speakers and really great topics. So you can look for that. So again, yeah, Global Power Platform Admins User Group on the Microsoft User Group page, and you can sign up there. And then once you do sign up, then you can also, you'll have a link to join the team. And there you'll have access to the to the Microsoft Teams and channels and the conversation with all of us. Andrew, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. This is such a huge topic and so much involved with it. And I'm glad that you were able to teach us all about community, how to establish one and how to nurture and maintain one too. Thank you once again for all your time and, and, and love having you over here. Thanks, Sean. I appreciate it.